Hey, Fredo, look where we are. I know. We're not in the Smelly Studio. I'm at home. I'm at home too. But we had to do this because someone very special is coming to talk to us. Yes, yes, yes. And it's not Valentino Rossi. Once again, he won't return my phone calls. I don't know why that is. I just don't know. (laughs) He's a very busy boy. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's not watch so, it. Let's let's start the show. Let's, let's well, let's, let's, let's get, get right into, into that, and then we can get into the sponsors who we have to thank for supporting these glorious summer sessions. Are you ready? Here we go. Then. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Murder PG Summer Sessions yes. podcast. That's so hot, it even makes me's mum sweat. It does. It does. She, she's musky when she sweats. Jeez. I like that. The mummy musk. Oh, yeah. There's nothing yeah. like mummy musk. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, my friend? Are you go- Where's Horse Boy? Uh, Tugs, Horse Boy's not with us. Tugs is not with us today. I don't know what he – I think he's wrestling horses again or, or he's pulling foals out of giant horse vaginas. I don't know. He was doing that last time. He hauled some kind of squirming animal out of a horse's yeah. uterus and sprayed himself with horse blog everywhere. I don't know. It's a terrible thing. But, you know, he does him. Yeah, when you're into it, you know, you do what you yeah, do. Yeah, you know, I, I yeah. don't know. Do you know that um, it, w- w- it was a wonderful day when someone looked at a horse and went, you know, if we melt that, it's going to make a lot of glue. That was uh, must have been a wonderful oh. day. Well, yeah. So we have we have a wonderful, wonderful rider on. We've got the John Kelso camp. We do got John Kelso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh but my before, goodness! But before we get into Joel Kelso, we'd like—I'd I'd really like to mention the fact that we've now shut down our competition for um, the SC Project uh, uh, full exhaust system. Have we got all the entries, so people can still enter? People can people can still enter. They can no longer join Patreon. If you join Patreon after the seventeenth. Um, it's too late. But you should join Patreon anyway. Maybe there'll be a, an even bigger prize later on in the year. Yeah. But we've got, I don't know, there's kind of like 300-odd entries that we've had so far, and people can enter more than once if they want to. Um, I can't wait to read them. Just remember, it's, the two, it's a fucking two-part question, and everyone's yeah. answering the first part and not the fucking second part. It's like yeah. they get all excited. Why, yeah. Why you deserve to win is the first yeah. part. And why nobody else does? Yeah, the which, is, part. which is the interesting it's, part. Right? It's the part we really want to hear about. That's right. That's what we want to hear about. So a big thanks to um, SC Projects for for putting that prize up. Maddie, Maddie, Maddie's been a huge supporter of the show since the beginning almost. And um, he honestly, you know, that we we bang on about SC Project big pipes, but they simply we bang on about because they're the best fucking pipes in the world. End of story. Go away. That's it. Um, we also have to mention the the wonderful Savage Motorcycles who will be joining us again this year as, as, as sponsors. Um, yes. Yeah. But um, they didn't supply a, um, a, uh, a script for us to read, so I'm just going to go, they're fucking beaut, they're electrical, and I know some of you aren't going to come to the electrical stuff. They're just not. Yeah. Well, but- look, I just I just got a, a text message only one hour ago from <laughs> my friend, and he says he just sent me a photo. And he's ordered, uh, his, his best friend has ordered one. Uh, a, C-series, a C-Series Alpha with carbon fiber bodywork, dark chrome badging, and black trim. 
And he just ordered it, and it's going to come in uh, June, I think. So there you go. Because so, you know, we all know that these first ones are going to be collector's items. Oh, my God, yes. You know, what you yes. pay for them now, and in 10 years' time, they're going to be worth 10 times what they're worth now. And well, the last, it could be, yeah. 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 Well, they're, they're Australian-made. Get on them. They're fantastic things. You've got the Savage motorcycle. And, and they're not, go and have a look. And they're, be- they're really beautifully made. Yeah. Despite the fact oh, yeah. they're not made in Australia, you know, like we we act- we can actually manufacture these fucking things. We can't make cars anymore. We can't make fucking nah. fridges anymore. Nah. But we can make fucking electric motorcycles. Yeah, and yeah. but but they just I mean the the, the market will be flooded with cheap uh, Chinese uh, you know electric oh, bikes Re- really soon if not already. But this thing, this is not some cheap Chinese uh, thing. This this is beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely. It's looking like a beautiful motorcycle. You just go and and have a look. And this is the most amazing thing. Joining us now live from wherever the fuck he is, (laughs) none other than Joel (laughs) fucking Kelso. How good's that, Joel? Welcome. How you going, fellas? Thanks for having (laughs) me on again. (laughs) Joel. Bravo, Joel. Joel, do you remember the last time you and I met, I kissed you? I sure do, man. <laughs> but uh, honestly, good podcast, the last one, <laughs> mate. No, honestly, how good was that? Walking into the the, the pier hotel, I think it's called the pier at, at Phillip Island, and I was walking out. You were walking in with your, you, you had a fucking entourage, eh? And the whole place just fucking started cheering you and fuck. Yeah, tell me, tell me how that felt. Yeah, it felt pretty incredible. I mean, you've seen it. Everyone just lit up, and uh, yeah. It was an exciting one, that's for sure. I mean, everyone loved it. It was just awesome to see yeah, everyone behind you getting under it and uh, get given up for the Aussies, so it's good. It was completely unexpected from your point, I would imagine. You, you, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've had a bit of, you know, pats on the back and that, but a whole pub going off like a fucking firecracker, that must have been something else. <laughs> Definitely the first I've ever seen it, isn't it? Like, I've never, ever seen a pub go off like that before. So, no, yeah, and it was, it was chockers. Because you yeah, remember they um they threw us out of the track because you know every you know, they they can't risk the MotoGP guys getting hurt and shit. But you know you you monkeys on the fucking little bikes are all expendable, so go out and race in the fucking horrible conditions. Exactly and, right. <laughs> and um everyone was at the pub by three o'clock in the afternoon. So by the time you came in, they were fucking munted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I, just, I came there to play a game of pool and play. I just. Didn't mainstay, honestly. So, yeah. so t- tell me, w- w- when you came in there, who was in the entourage? Because you had an entourage. Oh, gee, it was a fair few of us. There was um, oh, a lot of my family, like as in even my sister's boyfriend. Uh, yeah, there was just everyone, all all the support crew that normally comes down for Philip Island, and uh, yeah, there was probably like ten of us, wasn't it? So it was a pretty big group. And then obviously, I bring out my crew that I work with in. In like in the paddock, like as in my crew chief and the mechanics and and all sorts like that. So I wanted to show them an, a night out in the pub with the Australian style way, and uh, yeah, they loved it. So yeah, it was gold. That's great. That's great. So um, we, yeah, we, we're not going to recap last season. That's old news. I, I'm curious to know, um, you, you're preparing full steam ahead for 2024. What what does that entail? Well, it's the first time I've been fully fit. 
uh, since I joined World Championship, like as in, in um, when I stepped up to World Championship was the first time that I was like going up there, obviously, and then I've first time that I've become fit again. So uh, yeah, got all the pins and plates out in December, and then yeah, starting the new year fresh, and just finished up a training camp down in Bendigo, uh, in Melbourne for a bit. And I was up doing some training in Mac Park. So, yeah, all the good and fun stuff there. So just getting back into it. I, know, I remember talking to, to Wayne Maxwell, who, who, who you know, he'd spent some time with you uh, and the other guy whose name I can't remember, but he, I was talking to Wayne about you and I said, what, what's going on here? And, and, and he said, Joel, Joel's issue is like there was a million people out there who'd kill for Joel's speed. So you're obviously quick. There's no question about that, um, and and you know you don't mind banging elbows because it's hugely cutthroat. He said, "Joel just lacks a bit of self confidence." Would you agree with that? Um, yes, I know, but more more. I mean, like I mean, showed at the end of the year, didn't I? When I got the podium, mm. not only that, when I was fighting for a podium at every race for the last seven rounds, it was just uh, I haven't been fully fit, mate. Honestly, and I don't want to crash when I'm already half injured. Because you know how the story goes. When you're, you're half injured, you're just going to get worse. So, you know, that's always in the back of your mind. I, I didn't honestly think it was playing on my mind, but it obviously was. And uh, as you would know, it's a big mental sport there. So uh, not only you got to be talented and fast, you've got to actually have a good, strong mental side of it. And I feel like we're getting stronger day by day. But, yeah, just with that injury, we just had to try to manage it. And, like, I mean, that was the best I could do, honestly. And, uh I was too nervous to make a mistake again for my leg, um, and it was simple as that. I think, you know, the reason why it was so difficult to move forward in the races definitely wasn't because of the speed, like Maxwell mentioned. It was more just like there was that doubt that, you know, if I make a mistake, I break my leg again. So, and obviously I wasn't thinking that when riding, but in the back of my conscious, it must have been playing on my mind because as soon as I stopped being in pain at all, which was about India, we all of a sudden got seven or eight top tens and were there fighting for a podium race weekend in and out, you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. What, what you're, what sorry, you're sorry, everybody. I dropped out, but I'm back. This is <laughs> hit my hands. So, well, we're, talking, we're talking about, we're talking about in, important brain things, right? Um, I think what, jo- what, what, what you're saying, Joel, and, and it's absolutely a lot of people probably have an inkling of this but aren't, aren't so clear about what a massive, massive mental exercise it is to do what you guys do at any level. It doesn't matter whether it's Moto3, Moto2 or MotoGP. Yeah. Um, I, I would imagine that the pressures and the, you know, you're still all racing fucking motorcycles and you can, you can fucking destroy yourself at, you know, 180 just as well as you can destroy yourself at 360. You know, the injuries aren't going to be much different at that yeah. speed. So it, how do you cope? You know, are there are there coping mechanisms you have? I mean, as you say, you know, your subconscious is constantly running this loop in the back of your head that I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to get hurt again. Oh fuck! If I come off, you know, I'm going to fuck the whole season. And what, what's the mental exercises you go through for that? You know, how do you deal with that? Yeah, well, I mean, I've been working on this uh, off season. Um just little stuff that, uh, yeah, I don't really want to touch too much on because that's what I'm going to keep in the back of my bag and, uh, <laughs> and I'm going to keep working on that. Um, but I think that will really help me mentally stronger. And uh, I think, yeah, it's going to be a big step, stepping stone. Also, I think the environment I have around me in the new team will also push me on that because, yeah, 
I mean, my my uh, teammate, obviously, he's the super aggressive rider. So, honestly, I hope I can take, you know, 20% of him. But like I said, I think, and like you mentioned, it's more the mental that it was then I was actually not aggressive enough. I think it was more that self-doubt, like if I if I make a mistake and get injured. Um, so, yeah, it's just about pushing past that barrier. And, uh, yeah, we're ready to do that. At the end of the season, we showed we've got the speed. We've showed we've got the, the aggressiveness as well because as soon as we weren't in pain, we look what we did, you know. Yeah, um, so, yeah, it's a matter of time. And, uh, yeah, I think we can we can really show what we've got in store this year. And, uh, yeah, it's all brewing up to a good season and we're going we're gonna to have a real red-hot crack at this. Now, Freya and I were talking about the, the joy of having – Ruthless Munoz as your teammate. Now, you you don't got to love your teammate, but you have to get on with him to some degree and you have to beat him. That's the first person, you know, that's what they all say. You have to beat your teammate. It's like, I I don't know, you know, on the road, it's I've got to beat the bloke in front of me. I'm like a greyhound chasing a a ball. You know, you just, I I can't help myself. I'm, you know, I've never been a good enough rider or competitive enough to, to race, but. On the on the road, that's what you do. You chase the guy in front and try, you know, stay with him or get around him. Um, how 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 is your relationship, if I can ask, with Ruthless? Yeah, well, it was brutal at the beginning when I was in the Junior World Championship. But you know, you grow up and you learn to mature a bit, and we've squashed the beef. And uh, I know that that's not what the fans want to hear. And uh, yeah, but <laughs> honestly, yeah, you've got to have a good environment inside as well because we you got to remember we spend. You know, more than 25 weekends together in the year. You yeah. know, if you're just consistently hating each other, it's no good for both of us. And then, honestly, we had dinner on um, the Sunday night after the Valencia race. And, yeah, he's not a bad actual, like, bloke, like, as in we got on. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever be best mates, but I think we can definitely get through the season well and, and be acquaintances for sure and, uh, yeah, not have any issues. Well, that's he great. Certain, no, he, he, he certainly is a, um, a talented rider. I mean, we saw him fighting in the top spots all last year. So, obviously, the team and the bike is working well, yes? Yeah, exactly. I love the, the new team. It was uh, an awesome, you know, test just to get to know all the boys and, um, and yeah, start off from there, start a new chapter. And I think, uh, yeah, it's going to really show this year. So, also, they have two new Australians coming into yeah. the full-time ride next year. Stena in Moto2, which is fantastic. And you have Jacob Rosten joining you in Moto3, also in a very good team, another Australian. Yeah, exciting time ahead, isn't it, for Australia? It's uh, great. It's great for the sport. It's uh, exactly what we needed. You know, back in the day, there used to be Aussies full of the field. So, uh, yeah, it's awesome to see that boys are starting to step up and uh, they get their chance at the World Championship and, yeah, have a red-hot crack at it. Do you, do you feel any pressure to beat him or stay in front of him because he's, you know, he's coming, he's looking at you, Pongeau. You know, he's looking at you. He's saying, I, I got to be the best Australian in this category. A lot of people have been looking at my, uh, yeah, looking at me for a while and, and putting the pressure on me. So, yeah, no, no other pressure. You just got to go out there and win races and uh, he's just another competitor. At the end, uh, honestly, yeah, I wish him the best of luck. I mean, uh, yeah, a bit of extra pressure is good. I think it'll uh, kick me <laughs> in the gear, so... Don't, don't don't worry about that. We can we can control that one. I think uh, you know yeah. the pressure from another rider is just another rider. At the end of the day, they're the same same people on a different bike. So uh, yeah, because because you, you're you're now a bit of a seasoned professional. You know you've been there a while now. You 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 
you're not, you know, the wide-eyed kid that you were when you turned 18. You know, you've been there for a while. You've made your bones. You, you, you're broken the fucking things and got it all plated and shit, but you've made your bones. You know, you, you can now, you know things now that you didn't know, you know, three years ago. So tell me what you know now that you didn't know three years ago. Because I remember you said to me um, when we first spoke all those years ago, and you said to me, I can't believe how 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 on they are from fucking Friday morning. It's on. You know, you've got no time to get your shit together. What have you what what have you learned in those in, in the in those years? Yeah, well, as you boys seen, I'm actually uh, always at the front now in the practice and qualifying sessions, of course. So we've got the speed. Um, so I figured out that, yeah, how they how the boys prepare for the weekend. Um, and it's definitely different and surprising, but you got to learn to be in that paddock. And I think the way that it all works is, is actually not that different to junior world championship or any other racing. As a matter of fact, it's just, uh, I think it's maturing as a riding world championship. That's the biggest thing. Uh, honestly, is like, I mean, you can see from many world championships uh, that have been won, a lot of the time it's a, you know, a veteran in the class. And uh, obviously a special um, case was, yeah, obviously a Costa that did it on the first year stepping up. But um, in any case, like if you look at, uh, yeah, like Mafia, the one last year, obviously yeah. he, he's been there for I don't know how many years, but yeah, quite a few years and, and, yeah, I think he's like seven when he started racing in Moto Three, and now he's. Like, <laughs> it feels like it. it. Feels like it. <laughs> yeah, it felt like it for me too. Exactly. Going, Bitch, you've been here for fucking ever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you, so. and you, you were good friends with uh, with Massey. You still close to him? Still close to him? Uh, I was. Yeah, I was good friends with him. Now we kind of yeah stopped stopped chatting as much. We're just focused on our own really career at this moment, and uh, yeah. He's done his pathway. I'm going my pathway. That's kind of how it's uh, played out a little bit in the paddock in general at the moment. I'm uh, just focused on myself. I did that when I came back from injury. Honestly, I was suffering a lot from not only from the injury, but from suffering a lot from the the comments about the crash, about everything that's been going on, dropping back in the races and all sorts. So I kind of just said, you know, bugger it, bugger, yeah, the outside world. I'm just going to focus on myself. Um, Obviously, all the, you know, positive and uh, encouraging comments. I love that. That really helps me out. But I just blocked out everything else, honestly. I'm not even just putting it behind me. I just – no, I dealt with it. Instead, I'd deal with it. And uh, instead of just blocking out, I'd deal with it and just work through and work on myself because that's all that matters in in racing. I think think one of the biggest problems that that you guys have, especially at at your age, and I'm I'm not having a shot at your age, you're as old as you are, you know, Impossible fucking be at nineteen is that in the advent of social media. So yeah, when Rossi was kicking ass and shit back in the day, there was no social media. There was only the media, and you know they had their own views and stuff like that. But you know, you guys now are subject to this fucking torrent of fucking bullshit that comes fucking hammering out of every fuckwit who, who <laughs> thinks he has an opinion about how to race mo- and what Joel yeah. should do and what Joel didn't do right and, you know, fuck. And they'd tell each other. And you, you, I, know, I know you guys don't follow it closely, but some of that must leak through. For sure, know? but it's a part of the sport now. And once you accept everything, and that's what's really built me as a rider over the last couple of years, and I think I can put it in place this year, is being momentarily strong with that. It's Everyone's got the same boat. Everyone's got to deal with it, you know. Everyone makes yeah. mistakes. 
uh, even like for example, my my teammate Minos. Obviously, he's made mistakes, and he would have to cope with the backlash. But everyone's in the same boat, so you just got to focus on yourself and and yeah, try to not forget about because you got to actually take it in. But you got to learn how to deal with it, and I think that's what I'm getting better at. And now, as as yeah. Bruce Lee said, you got to be water, my friend. Exactly, Flow, you just you got know? to absorb it as well. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. also, you, you, you've got to realise that as tough as you think the Aussies are on our races, I can assure you the Italians and the Spanish fucking flay their bitches, right? <laughs> like they're fucking into them <laughs> big style. Like, I, I don't know. Do you speak Spanish now? Have you learned some Spanish? Oh, I can understand and speak a bit, uh, like enough to get around and, and do everything. Uh, so that's not really a big issue. But, yeah. Like you said, they are just as hard on them as in what the Aussies oh, are. But vicious. to be honest with you, I have a lot more support than the negatives. That's for yeah. certain. Like, I mean, so, like, my support crew and, and everyone, like, I mean, you can even see, like, the merchandise that I had at Philippine went crazy. And yeah. uh, that was awesome. And people coming up, loving it, getting me to, you know, and take photos, time with their kids. So there's so much positive out there. You just can't look yeah. at the negatives. There's, there's yeah. always going to be negatives no matter what because everyone tries oh, to be where you are no matter if you're winning or losing. So you just got to take on the positive. And I, I just appreciate the people I've got around me and the people that come up and buy everything and, and love supporting me and watching me on TV week in, week out. We, so um, I, got the, I, I got the question quickly. I jumped in here, Boris, sorry. Um, so with it, you've got a couple of uh, the top guns from last year moving up into Moto2. Sasaki's gone up there. Uh, Matia. You know, he's uh, up there. What? Uh, who are your main targets this year? Who do you think are the main targets this year? The ones to beat. Your Anshu is still there. Holdaigo is still there. Who? Who? Who do you think? What? What do you think of the? Who are your toughest opponents going to be? Yeah, I think it will be Holgado will be definitely one of the strongest. Uh, but I believe also I will be one of the strongest. So that's. Um, it. That, that's all I'm focused on. Honestly, I'm not really worrying about the other boys because at the end of the day, Moto3 can change in a matter of seconds, as you've seen. So, um, yeah, my goal is to go out and win races. That's all I care about. And if I win enough races, that's the championship. So that's all I need to think about is each race I'm winning. Go get them, boy. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Honestly, I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up for the yeah, year. I can see started, yeah. Yeah, you, you sound different too. There, there, there seems to be a, a determination to you. Uh, there, there's, you know, I, like I said, like we've spoken to you, you know, for the last couple of years, running now and again. We chat to you, and you know, we we pick up the vibe. You know, the vibe I'm getting from you now. I mean, you you look different. You sound different. You sound more. Well, you are older, obviously. And like I said, you made your bones. You sound you sound a bit fucking nasty, and I like nasty. Nasty's good. I've been doing some uh, pretty sick training and, uh, yeah, been working on myself. And, um, yeah, I mean, also, like, I've been doing now, like, a month without, like, walking without injury. Uh, I think that's, like, really turned my mentality around as well. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Because, yeah. to- like, I mean, last year and a half has been, like, not even though I've been hurting. It's just annoying, just pure annoying. So, yeah. and annoyed that, like, if I have a pain, it remembers me of the situation and just annoys me. So I've learned how to deal with that, but also now I don't have, like, pain. So... For the next time, I'll have to deal with that again. But um, for now, being we're we're sweet, we're ready to go and and get cracked on. Fantastic, mate. And yeah. hey, Fredo, you know what else Joel told me when you were, we were waiting for you? Yeah, he said he had a girlfriend. Yeah, I know. Beautiful. Well, I didn't know he had a girlfriend. He didn't ring me and say, "Bori, I got a girlfriend." 
Bitch, yeah, please, you got to fucking let me know about this shit. How can I fucking start rumors on fucking face? Fuck it. I, 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 I don't tell people people's business, not everybody <laughs> anyway. Not John, because he's my friend. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got a Spanish girlfriend now, so, um, yeah, helps it helps it make it a bit better, like life away from home as well. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. you know, like, and, you know, we, we picked up on this. You know, we've seen it from Remy. We've seen it from, from Jack and stuff like that over the years. You guys are Australians. You go over, you know, and you're in, in the in the sea of the wog, you know, and I'm a wog. And <laughs> he's a wog. I get that, right? But, I am? Yeah. Okay, hey, fuck. Shut up, fuck. And, and it, it, it's very lonely because motorcycling is a very, very, um, selfish individual kind of sport, you know, whether you're riding around, you know, the roads or you're actually racing. And racing is so much more, you know, worlds away and more intense than road riding. And most of the shit happens in your own head before, after, and during the race, you're only focused on the race but before, after. Um, I'm always curious to know, do you need, you know, it doesn't help having a confidant like, you know, a, a Rossi had Uchio, um, as asparagus has, you know, himself, um, you know, one <laughs> here as his mum, you know, is it, you, you, you know, you've got your girlfriend, now you can talk to her, but does that help? Yeah, sure, it definitely does. And um, it takes away the racing life to personal life as well, which is also, I find that's like really nice because you have both lives then. And when you're on track or you're training, you're just thinking about your racing career and, and you, you job out task and uh, then you have your personal time, which is downtime. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's massive. Also, like now I've started a new training camp in, in Barcelona with a new trainer and I think that will be sick. I'm so keen to get over there. So next week we'll be stuck into it. Um, who's, your, and, who's your trainer? Yeah, so uh, he trains a lot of the Moji boys um, and, yeah, I'm just keen to get underway. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah so real keen. <laughs> All right, so where's the, the first race? Is what? Is it Qatar. It's Qatar. Yeah, Qatar. Back in Qatar. No, I love Qatar. It'd be good. It'd be good. We did a really good race there. I remember, I think you boys were talking about it in the podcast. At the, I was up there and then I made that mistake in turn one. I just got massive yeah. slipstream. I was like, we checked the data after. I was like 30K an hour faster. So it just sent us wide. And uh, yeah, I bugged it. But I'm ready to give it another crack this time instead. Instead of going on the outside, I'm just going to go to the inside, and then whoever's on the outside has to deal with that. <laughs> but that, that, that lends me to something too, because you are consistently fast. You always, you know, you've done, you got up, you know, onto the front row. I don't know, four, five times last year. Five but times, yeah, yeah, five times. So, but you're not setting these times. You're setting them on your own. You're not setting them by following people. Yeah. Why? What, what why is this a tactic that you like? And and instead of getting a tow and following and and that kind of thing. I don't like to rely on people. Uh, you learn that really fast in world championship and, and racing, as you spoke about before, you're alone a lot of the time as a motorcycle racer. So, you know, your best friend is yourself. And I think uh, if you can trust in yourself and believe in yourself enough to do the lap time, um, first of all, it's a 10 times higher than what it is to follow someone. So yeah. you kind of just put your, your hand down and say, look, guys, that's what I can do. You know what I mean? And uh, that also helps you get in other competitors' heads also. Yeah, make that's what I'm saying. That must be, must be a great head game going, fuck, he'll exactly. say he had to be setting these times on his own, whereas I need to be towed around by Holdego. Well, um, you know it because they, yeah. they, 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 say, they say to you, oh, gee whiz, you're on the pace this weekend. So you know it's already in the head, you know. And, yes, and also, bitch, it's, it's I am. It's brilliant for your own head, though, you know. Like 
you go out there yeah. going, okay, I, I am literally one of the, well, the top three fastest out here, no matter what, alone or not. If you're following someone, you go, oh, yeah, I'm somewhere there, you know, or I've done one fast lap, but if you can yeah. do it alone, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's uh, Fantastic. Good, well, my friend, I, I we just wish all of Australia and, and many people around the world all wish you the very, very best this year. We're going to be following you, and we're going to be getting messages from you too because like one of our sponsors is is uh is in your camp again this year we'll talk about that a bit later in later but um we just thank you so much for joining us and really really from the bottom of our hearts we've been following you all throughout your career and we're going to follow you very closely next year that win is coming and many of them actually and and joel joel always know this that honestly the entire country right everyone who's into this sport is cheering their fucking heads off for you you saw that we we love our motorcycle races like yeah we fucking love them fucking so much right that i want to fucking flog you when you come fucking fifth right (laughs) that's how much we love you Thanks, boys. Thanks, boys. Yeah, I thought, I thought, uh, yeah, obviously we haven't moved to a sponsor, but anyways, I think it's uh, even better that I get to annoy you guys every weekend. I'll send you a voice note so you have to hear my voice every weekend. So, Fantastic. so you don't forget about me, boys. We won. Brother, we wish you the very, very best, mate. Knock them dead. No prisoners, no prisoners. Cheers, Bravo, guys. Joe. I hope to see Akaba. you very soon. Akabar. Akabar. Bye bye. See you, mate. Thanks, guys. Mate, wasn't Joel just the best, Fredo? Uh, look, he is just maturing so well, isn't he? He's really growing up. He, he's like he's like a cheese that's finally ripened. Yeah. And, well, and now you get that, that cheese smell coming off him, you know, that rich just, texture. Yeah, yeah, but you can see him. He, he's, it's like he's erect, you know? Yeah. He's got the wood. He's got the wood. Yeah. He's ready to go. Yeah. He's got a girlfriend. He's got wood. And he's got fucking murder in his eye this year for those he bastards. He does. He does. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Hey, who have we got to thank? Who is who is that? Well, as always, we must thank Mongrel Boots. We've given away all the pairs of Mongrel Boots that, that – that we need to give away, Have but um, I, 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 I might just give away another pair at random, um, yeah. even though I don't have access to Patreon and only Tugs has access to Patreon, which is why probably a good idea. Otherwise, I'd give everything away to everyone on Patreon because I'm like that. <laughs> okay, who have you got? Who can you randomize? I, I, I'm going to have to have a quick look on Face Dick over here. Yeah. And I, I will find someone on the Moto PG website and just give them a pair of um, moto, uh, mongrel boots, which we all wear constantly because they're fucking glorious. Now, you know I'm going to give a pair of mongrel boots to? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give a pair to Matt Maladin. That's a fantastic idea. There you go. Matt, He's have a, a pair of mongrel boots and five pairs of socks. And on the show. <laughs> uh, come back again. He'll come back. Yeah, that's great. He'll come back again. So there you go. That that's who our prize winner is, Matt Malatin. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we can do it anything we want. That's good. He loved it. He loved it. Well, what, okay. What's the love? Right. The other people we got to uh, we got to thank and and support always is CMB Financial Services. Yeah. They're, they're those people. They're finance brokers. I was just explaining how this works, you know. Usually when you want something like a bike or a car or, or a trailer or something, you need to a go. Helicopter. Yeah. Helicopter. 
helicopters. You want a helicopter. You got to go to the back and you say you make an appointment. You know they make they make you take your clothes off. They make you fucking have sex with some kind of filthy goat or something. And then they go, "Nah, we're not going to give you any fucking money because you don't earn enough to pay us back." Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just the the basic and embarrassing begging for money from a bank. So you, what you do is you ring up CMB Financial Service. You make them do that. Yes. So they go and do that, right? So our mates there, fucking Glenn and uh, Coops and Chris, right? Chris runs it. And you ring them up and they got like fucking 10 billion people that they can ring and say, look, this bloke wants to borrow some money. What's the best deal you can do for him? And they'll sort you out. The repayments are good. And they'll make sure if it's doable, they'll do it for you. So go and see them. Have a chat to them. CMB Financial Services. No, you can Google them. They're fucking everywhere. Okay? Fantastic. And then um, finally, and you know, last but certainly not least, is motorsport trailers. Huh? huh? Fuck. Look, look like a quality fucking person you're telling your fucking motorcycles around to various places. I've never, I've never owned a motorcycle trailer. No, neither have I. But if I was going to own one, it'd be one of these. Tugs raves about it. Yeah, and he's got the shit one. He's His got lips. a shit one, right? But there's obviously a couple of these when, when we spoke about it last, a couple of blokes said, oh, I own, I own one of these trailers. They're fucking amazing. Here's some photos. And they're completely unsolicited by us, unprompted by us. They've started putting photos up. So, you know, that that's that's an endorsement of motorsport trailers if, if ever there was one. How good's that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they're, they're how, how, how do we find them? I assume you go to... um. Uh, motorsporttrailers.com.au or yes. you ring 041-418-3716 and you say, Moto PG sent me, Giz Trailer. Giz Trailer, that's right, yeah. Giz Trailer. Look, they fucking put awnings on the fucking, I'm just looking here now, they've got awnings on the bastards. You have mag wheels if you want. Yeah, they'd probably put a stripper pole in the middle of one of these fucking things. Can can they put the fluffy dice and the and the baby Jesus in the yeah. person yeah. under the thing with the bubble head? Yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. and, and that cause that'll cause trailer for envy everywhere you go. <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah, trailer envy. Even even hanging those big balls off the back of the bullfight there. <laughs> you know the bigger balls they have. I like this one. It's funny. <laughs> Yeah, the first time I saw those, I thought that the first ones I saw were actually flesh coloured. I thought, "Fuck me!" Well, I had so no idea that you could buy those things and hang them off your fucking bumper bar, but you can <laughs> anyway. Uh, so uh, we may have more summer sessions coming up. We still want to talk to uh, the boss, Herfoss, at some yes. stage. Yes, and and with Cal Kratzler, we know. I'm waiting to hear back from Cal. I finally got got. His contact details, and I fired them off. I, 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 either my stuff's going straight to his spam box, or um, you know, we 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 um, we we'll, well, I'll keep working on that. But um, that we have a few other surprises coming up, probably certainly during the year. But um, you know, like the, the more people you talk to, the more people you end up knowing. Apparently, so yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're gonna have a fucking huge year. We've got a new, we've got a new format. We've got some interesting new stuff that we're gonna try and use this year. 
Um, you're still waiting for your camera to arrive so we can do Friday's home movies. Yes, yes. And uh, we've got the, the, and the testing's coming very soon. Yep. Uh, lots of launches now for the, the liberties. There's yep. going to be many of them. You're going to see some, the donor are going to do the special Facebook launches for all the liveries now um, over the next uh, six to eight weeks. So you're going to see many of those, uh, you know, starting on the 20th of January. So by the time you hear this, it's already started. I, I, I want to start seeing something proper aggressive, proper edgy, proper hard, you know. No well, fucking well, well, flowers well, and fucking pixies and fucking butterfly. Fuck that shit off. Fucking skulls, dragons, flames, yeah, fucking eh? bears that are on fire. <laughs> fucking... You know, like orangutans with fucking spears, um, you know, fucking elephants with knives coming out of their heads. You know, good fucking meaty shit that, that, that inspires people to ride aggressively. That's all we want. Let's see what um, let's see what the livery the Marquez has on his bike. Let's see. Wait for this one. Yeah, that should Gr- be out soon. Grassini bike. Yeah, Grassini is going to be the one everybody wants to see. Are they going to get into those horrible magenta bikes? I yeah, hope I like. so. And give us some, yeah, Lila. Oh my God. No, we're going to, because there'll be big sponsors following Marquez in the Grissini mm. UH. Um, and also, uh, Valentina Rossi's got a whole new uh, sponsor now, you know, so there's a Pertamina, so Indonesian company. Yeah. So big that'll money. be interesting. Big money. It'll be big oil money, this one. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with this bike. And, um, yeah, it's it's going to be very exciting. Very exciting mm-hmm. to see. All. I did think, you know, Ducati wanted nothing. and be the same. Yeah, it's red. Shut up. It's fucking red. red. <laughs> it's red. Shut up. <laughs> I like this. I, I like the, the when the, the, the Pramac had the yellow bumblebee bike. Yeah. That yeah. would be stood out beautiful, black and black and yellow. The bumblebee. Yeah. No, Ducati's like fucking Ferrari. It's got to be red or fuck off, you know. And I get that, right? That's their thing, you know, red like a a, a penis that's been scrubbed too hard <laughs> and, and is now rashing. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I know that very much. So what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in touch with, with, with Yoda, Simon Crayfast, straight after the tests and we'll probably do a, a, a post-test podcast. Yeah, let's do that. Would, to be a standalone, well, I, baby. I, I'll, I'll be there, so I, I'll join. You. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could cross live to you like we're professionals and shit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you, thank you, everyone, so so much. Please be aware that Fredo and I are doing this remotely. Like I'm, I'm in the Hunters of the Valley, and Fredo is. Where the fuck are you? I, I, I'm, in, I'm in the eastern suburbs, getting smashed by a big storm. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, thanks to Joel Kelso for joining us. Hope you're enjoying the summer sessions. We've had a lot of fun doing them, and we're just going to keep on fucking doing what we do. Thank you, everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye.